0: I've got the beautiful and talented Kylan Mills joining me to provide a fresh perspective on Steve Kerr's infatuation, obsession, whatever the, the, the proper verbiage is. He loves his point guards. <laughs> he loves having those little dudes out there. And I decided to do a little math. And we I've said my piece. I spent all weekend. People are probably sick of me, Kylan. So, so I'm going to defer to you and maybe get some differing opinions. Maybe you'll be reinforcing what I've been saying, but we're going to talk about What's going on with this minute distribution and the development of the Warriors youngsters, the focus or lack thereof in terms of the future of the Warriors? A lot to talk about. We're going to break it all down next. This is Locked On Warriors.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at her name. It's super easy at kylan mills you can follow me cyrus thoughts on threads at dog wild kylan it is great to see you and before we get going the warriors uh have a winning streak i think it's the second time all year they, they have one of these um we haven't seen many of them what is your reaction or what was your reaction watching the game last night and and uh, a game that again i i wasn't impressed just because it was a four-point win over one of the worst teams in the nba what was your thoughts were you more happy than i was but and how are you doing
1: Doing well, Cy. Good to see you. Good to be back with you. Um, with the way the Warriors have been playing this season, like I, I feel a little bit like you have to take the wins where you can get them, but there's a big but on that. A big concern for me is why they can't perform in the third quarter. It's something we talked about last season they struggled with. They were so good just two seasons ago at coming out and dominating teams in the third quarter. My big concern was seeing that lead evaporate. I think it was around a 16-point lead at the half, very quickly down to single digits, down to four or five points to end the third quarter. Why can the Warriors not perform in the third quarter? I know you brought up stats on this program time and time again about how there's been such a huge difference in the way they perform in third quarters during that 22 championship run compared to the last two seasons. So that was a frustrating part of the game for me is that they came out really strong. They look good in the first half and then they let the lead completely slip away and it ended mm. up being a way closer game than it should have been because of how they performed. Um, like you said, the Portland Trail trailblazers are a team that is struggling. They have no pieces currently um, one of the worst in the NBA. So this should have been a bigger win for the warriors based on the talent that they have. Um, One positive, though, the big positive for me was Trace Jackson Davis finally getting the run that he deserves. I still would like to see more of Trace Jackson Davis, but Dario Saric running into some foul trouble in the second quarter opened the door for Trace Jackson Davis, and he showed exactly why we have been calling for more of him, finishing with 14 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, a big block, I thought he looked really good. I want to see more of him. This has to continue.
0: Absolutely, is your you know I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I feel like that was the the highlight of last night uh, was the fact that Trace Jackson Davis actually got an opportunity, played seventeen minutes and change, and he delivered. Um, are you afraid, like I am, that Steve Kerr finally listened to what a lot of people have been clamoring for—more size, and more specifically, the young rookie uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Do you think we're going to see more of him or is it going to go back to nice No, Nice seeing you, but I like Kevon Looney. I like smalls. I want Wiggins to play center now. Oh, do, you, do you think this is going to be uh, something we start seeing or is it going to be more of the same where it was like a one and done and we might see him again next month?
1: Unfortunately, I don't trust Steve Kerr because time and time again, his rotations do not make sense. There have been multiple games this season specifically where Moses Moody has played really well and Steve Kerr has addressed that. And then the next game, he's out of the rotation without any explanation. And we don't really know why. And I know Steve Kerr likes to point out, oh, well, matchups, matchups, matchups. I, you know, sometimes have to tweak my rotation based on matchups. But the bottom line is if a player is competing and playing really well, why are you going to take them out of the rotation? I do not understand that. I wouldn't be surprised if suddenly TJD doesn't play next game. Like you just never know with Steve Kerr. Unfortunately, I feel like, especially during these last couple of years, he leans more into his veterans. He leans more into his favorites. He likes to go small. And especially if you're a bigger player, you won't necessarily get the run that you deserve. And that's something we've talked about uh, a lot here on the show. For example, Mm -hmm. Jonathan Kamingo, we have felt like needs a longer leash, Moses Moody. And I think now we're starting to see with the amount of playing time, Brandon Pajemski is getting that maybe it's just Kerr's aversion to bigger players? I don't know. It seems like young guys and bigs don't necessarily get a fair shot. They don't necessarily get worked into the rotation based on how they're playing. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see more of the same.
0: What do you think? No, I completely agree with you. I, In fact, um, and, and the Brandon Pajemski, the fact that he's getting minutes. He led the team in minutes in, in last night's game. Uh, he played a total of 33 minutes, 24 seconds. Again, led the team. And when I saw that, it, it made me, I think, contemplate like you did. Is Kerr's rotations is are the players he's choosing to play? Is, is what go, is is his thought process more so? Who can dribble the ball? Who can handle the ball? I feel like that's what he cares about the most. It's it's yeah your ball handling skills and your shooting. Shooting I think is important as well. And if you're not and if you're not at an absolute you know top level in those two categories, like you're not going to get minutes. He suddenly just lacks faith in you. Um, Here's what I, here's, I decided to break down the minutes last night because I, again, the the Brandon Pajemski thing, and, and I don't think you and I, I hope I speak on, speak on your behalf as well, saying this, that there's no complaints with Pajemski playing. He's been awesome. Right. Um, But why not give this same leeway to Kaminga and Moody, Trace Jackson Davis, this, that's, this is the future of your team. And, and I want to touch on that subject in just a moment, whether or not these sacrifices in terms of development, in terms of minutes given to these young players, if it's wise to do so. I mean, it's not like there's no future for the Warriors after this season. Like, there are going to be years to come, and do you want to sustain the success? And the way it occurs treating these young players is hurting that process, is hurting that development. But we'll talk about that in just a minute, because I wanted to explain to you and to the audience this breakdown of the minutes. Brandon Pajemski again played 33 minutes last night. Stephen Curry, uh, who who played 31 minutes last night, was third on the team in minutes. Second on the team in minutes was Chris Paul, who played 31 minutes, 36 seconds. So those three combined, when I added up their minutes, right? There's 240 minutes total you can allocate to the to all your players on a roster. Um, the, the simple math is five players are on the court. Each one of them can play 48 minutes total. That comes out to 240. The th- the, the, those three players, those three point guards combined took up 40% of all the minutes possible. That's nearly half for just a point for point guards. And we're routinely seeing two point guards out there when Chris Paul has been hurt and he might miss tomorrow night's game instead of seeing you know a more bigger athletic players play we're seeing Corey joseph get minutes right like it's a point guard obsession it's an infatuation and i i guess like uh, what i want to ask you kylan is what is your reaction to the fact that nearly half of all the playing time on this roster is given to small point guards like how do you feel about that because i don't like that at all what are your thoughts
1: I think it's a problem because the Warriors need more size and they need to utilize the size that they have. It's something I've pointed out and we've talked about in the past is that the Warriors wanting to go small. The whole strategy and concept is to run teams out of the gym. You want to push the pace, use the guard speed, use the ball handling abilities. And yes, you have a young player like Brandon Pajemski who can probably do that, but Steph Curry and Chris Paul are older players who – aren't as fast as they were five, six years ago. Chris Paul has never been a player who's been great in the open court. He's more of a half court guy who likes to work and run an offense. Um, Steph Curry is getting older. The Warriors need to try to reduce some of the mileage on his legs so that he can be sustainable to perform at the level they want him to perform at all season long. Um, So to me, the Warriors should not be leaning into going smaller at this point. Mm -hmm. And I like Brandon Pajemski. I think he's played well. I don't necessarily think he should be leading the team in minutes. Uh And we saw that last week as well. You know, 37 minutes at one point. I don't think that's necessary either. Um, There has to be a middle ground. And I'm happy that he's getting opportunities. I want to see Brandon Pajemski play. I like him. I think he's got a strong basketball IQ. I love the energy, the intensity that he brings. But for him to play 37 minutes a night and then you look at You know, Trace Jackson Davis, this was the first time he's really gotten run, not getting to play Moses Moody's minutes being cut night in and night out, and he doesn't get nearly enough run that I think he deserves to get. I want to see him getting 20 minutes a night. He never hits that. Um, To me, it's a little bit of a head scratcher. Um, mm-hmm. and then, like I said, I just feel like in general, the Warriors shouldn't be going smaller at this point. Utilize the size that they have. I think Dario Saric has played really well. I think Jonathan Kaminga needs a longer leech. We saw last night what Trace Jackson Davis can do. That's a poor reflection of how the coaching staff has been using him up till this point. He has not gotten enough opportunities. It shouldn't have taken this long for him to show what he can do. He should have gotten right. more opportunities and you cannot assess a player, especially a young player in a five minute time period that's not enough for them to work themselves into the game or maybe play through some kinks or mistakes that come with being young. So it's a little bit frustrating that it took us this long to get to this point where Trace Jackson Davis had opportunities, but more Jonathan Kaminga, more Moses Moody. I think Dario Sharich has been a great addition. Why are three point guards playing the most in a game? It does not make sense or add up to me.
0: Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree with you, um, and we're going to have a lot more to discuss here. Uh, we got some Draymond Green news that came out today. Shams Charney has been just com- covering this thing uh, impressively with breaking news, uh, you know, on almost everything related to Draymond Green. So we'll talk about what he reported and give us, give you folks, our thoughts on that. Um, got to talk, you know, the future of the team, just because the way the approach is that we're seeing, it's like the Warriors are going in on this all or nothing. Uh, philosophy acting like they're they can easily win a world championship this year i'm not ruling that out but you got to look ahead too i mean you you can't sacrifice the future for a team that is aging and that likely will not win a chip um so we got a lot more to talk about first though we got to give some love uh to one of our sponsors ebay motors Uh, and if you own a vehicle it's a fantastic resource for you in terms of finding the right parts for your vehicle and our partners at ebay motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh Lloyd has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And Kylan, uh, I'll ask you to pick one of these five so we can get a more detailed analysis from josh lloyd and the five players uh that josh lloyd has provided some analysis for uh this week brandon Pajemski, uh, uh terry eason who i'm not familiar with at all i think he plays for uh the houston rockets grayson allen of the phoenix suns former warrior james wiseman and maliki or maliki branham i've never heard of him he plays for the spurs which one of those five, Kylan, would you like to hear some more analysis on?
1: Got to go with the Warrior, Brandon Pajemski. The, I, I am curious, though, to hear some analysis on Wiseman because I haven't been watching Detroit real closely. I you know, it hasn't been a great year for him uh, to see if the Warriors ended up on the better end of that trade. Ooh, that's a tough one. Do, yeah. do we well, go with Wiseman or Pajemski?
0: Let's do both. Why not? So okay. real quick, James, I'm, I'm curious too. I, I, I saw yeah. James Wiseman and I was like, huh. So – Josh Lloyd with James Wiseman writes, quote, Isaiah Stewart is hurt and Wiseman has produced the last two games. That's going to be a very bad look for the Warriors, by the way, if James Wiseman turns into a real player. Uh, Side note, confidence in him is low, but the numbers and opportunity appear to be there. I'm now curious to look up his numbers. And then what he wrote about Brandon Pajemski, quote, Pajemski has looked comfortable as a starter for the Warriors and is widely available in fantasy leagues. He contributes across the board. We've been saying that as well. So Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. If you got a personal experience about buying a part. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was the copy telling me if I have a personal experience. Sorry. Uh, so, look, I, I've used eBay Motors, uh, and again, I've what I've said before, and I'll say again. There's something that feels really good, especially if you're if you're, you're an OCD, neurotic weirdo like me. There's something that feels so good about dragging the part uh, to the to the the little folder at the top, because if it turns green and you get the check mark, you know that part's the right fit for your vehicle. And I personally love it. I think it's a great resource. The prices are really good. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack bumpers, whatever your baby needs. eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Ebay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Don has launched the first ever national sports twenty four seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And while you're subscribing to things, also follow Kylan Mills. She's available on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Kylan, what did Shams Sharnia say about Draymond today, if you have that information and why not add your thoughts while you're at it, too, in terms of uh, the latest news on his suspension.
1: So the latest news on Draymond Green's suspension is that is expected to at last at least three weeks, according to The Athletic. Anthony Slater has reported on this as well. I know you pointed out Shams, uh, while he is going to counseling, receiving therapy, and those types of things. Um, the big headline just that he's expected to be out at least three weeks. Right, Cyrus. Is there anything else to it? Correct.
0: Yeah, and just to add to that, I I think they mapped out that it's going to be early January uh, when we can expect them to come back, which is a little later than I thought. Because usually with indefinite suspensions, we did the research on this. Um, Typically, in in recent history, whether it was uh, Gilbert Arenas, Malik Monk, uh, uh, John Morant, it's it's always been eight or nine games. So it's likely going to be quite a bit more. Uh, for uh, Draymond Green in this case, so if we're talking three weeks, if we're talking early January, um, that likely means we're not going to see him back until probably uh, uh, in the home. The Warriors have a really long home stand that stretches all the way until Wednesday, January tenth. So probably going to see him somewhere during the home stand near the end of it. Uh, Kylan, uh, this is the part that concerns me about uh, this latest suspension. On top of all the obvious stuff, right? Um, Draymond Green does not usually come back from suspensions does not usually come back from uh, injury absences on top of his game he's usually rusty you see his conditioning drop off a little bit you can tell in-game conditioning is his way um, of of maintaining uh, his shape Um, what what are your thoughts and, and any concerns on Draymond not only coming back in January but the fact that we're probably going to need a couple weeks before we see a positive impact from him. And also do you have any thoughts about his impact on the lineup? Because I feel like there's already a lot of problems getting minutes for everyone. Your thoughts on all that stuff, guy. Linda, if you don't mind, Yeah.
1: I, um, by the way, did you see that speaking of, sorry, you brought up John ja, ja Moran. Do you see that he's coming back and it's going to be a nationally televised TNT game tomorrow? I just, since we were on the subject, uh, I'm it. very excited to see how that turns out uh grizzlies taking on the new orleans pelicans i believe uh tomorrow so that'll be interesting to see how that pans out um Uh because he's been out for a while 25 game suspension uh regarding draymond green suspension um it'll be very interesting to see how it affects the warriors in terms of the lineup the chemistry i mean i still don't think the rotations are figured out they're far from figured out um so you know I'm very curious to see where the Warriors are at in January because it's a long time from now. There still is a lot to be worked out. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to see just based on where the Warriors are at in a month. I mean, this team has been inconsistent up, up and down. Like I said, I don't think Steve Kerr's figured out the rotations at all. Will we be any closer to being solidified in January? Will they be playing well? Will they be struggling? The thing is with this team, I can't guess because they are inconsistent to me they have played below expectations based on the talent level on this roster so far this season but it's the warriors so you can never count them out they can suddenly flip on a switch or pull it together at any moment in time at least i believe that i don't know about you but like it's the warriors to me yeah like all of a sudden they it, everything could come together and they could start playing well like I, you just don't know um and that's why i think it's so hard to predict what's going to happen to this team and exactly more specifically how the Draymond Green Suspension in return is going to impact the team. I think the suspension was deserved. I think it was warranted. That's something I've said openly. Um, And I hope that he gets the help that he needs. The behavior from Draymond recently is concerning. It was beyond just, hey, he's fiery to me. It was more reckless than Draymond Green, who's smart enough to know better should be doing you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like it seems like he has something going on so I hope that he works through it I hope that he's able to come back Um, but it's hard to say how his return is going to impact the team because who knows what's going to be happening in a month from now I mean it's just very hard to predict Steve Kerr has addressed the fact that he doesn't have rotations figured out they've gone through losing streaks this season this is one of their first winning streaks all season long Mm -hmm. are they going to figure things out in the next month I don't know, but I will say a positive is seeing the young players get the opportunities they have. Trace Jackson Davis getting to play. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga getting back in the starting lineup. I wouldn't have minded seeing him starting sooner than Draymond getting suspended. I wanted to see more of Kaminga before that. Um, so I think that there are some positives, opportunities for some of the young guys to take some of those minutes. Will the rotation be any closer to being ironed out in January? <sighs> Who knows, Cy? So you know, I just think Steve Kerr, he's got a lot to figure out. And mm-hmm. I don't think he's utilized the young players to the best of their ability this season.
0: I don't. Well, that's, again, I think everyone knows how I feel about that. And I'm, I love hearing you say that. Uh, when we come back, Kylan, I'd love to know your thoughts on whether or not it's, its I, I just want to know your thoughts on, on the Warriors' lack of focus on the future beyond this year. Because the best way to develop talent is to play them. I think that goes without saying. And I don't see the yeah. benefit of trying to force veterans to get minutes if you're not a, a legitimate world championship contender, right? And so I guess what I'm trying to figure out is, like, yeah. do you feel, when we come back, if you feel this team really is still in the in the championship hunt? And if not, like, what is the point of trying to work Wiggins in? What is the point of trying to get clay 30 minutes instead of say 25 or 20 what what is the what is the point of playing chris paul 31 32 minutes when like they're not going to be around in a year or two probably or they're not going to be nearly you know have the same impact so i'd love to get your your thoughts on just the fact that kaminga and moody despite everything they're doing positively just can't catch a break when it comes to playing minutes um everyone's heard me and then some on that uh so we'll have more with kylan uh and the show in just a moment after we give some love uh to game time uh a ticket uh, kylan let me ask you this while we do the game time read Uh, are there any events that you've gone to recently where you've had to buy tickets
1: yeah of course
0: like what What, what, where have you what have you gone to recently
1: well i am going to haven't gone to yet next weekend for my dad's birthday a bulls game
0: oh wow good for you that's awesome um (laughs) There you go. We just bought
1: tickets. We haven't we haven't physically gone to the game yet, but we're
0: going. Love it. So, well, look, and and you're going to a Bulls game. People love going to Warriors games. Whatever the event is, the best way to get tickets, and even if you got to wait till last minute, especially, there's no better place than Game Time. It's Game Time is the app. It's the platform, website, whatever you want to call it, to get tickets. Whether it's last minute, whether you need a view of the seats, because their app gives you an awesome a picture of what it's going to look like based on the seats that you're that you're considering buying tickets for and maybe the best part is a low price guarantee let's say you buy tickets from game time and you happen to be perusing some other uh ticket brokers out there and all of a sudden you notice whoa these these tickets are cheaper than what i spent on game time game time offers a low price guarantee they're going to refund whatever that difference is so that no matter what you're paying the cheapest price possible for your tickets to Game Time. And Kylan, that's that's where you gotta go to get your tickets, unless you got a hookup, of course. But download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked on NBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Kylan, there you go, twenty bucks off your tickets for that Ooh. Bulls game. And your dad, your dad is stoked, by the way. That's really thoughtful of you to to take him to a Bulls game. I, is he is he ecstatic? Is he? Uh, well, we're
1: giving it to him for his birthday, which is next week. So he actually doesn't know yet. So uh, hopefully he doesn't watch the show. He doesn't regularly watch Locked on Warriors because he's a Bulls fan. But uh, he'll he'll tune into us every once in a while if I tell him something interesting happened. Uh, so he doesn't know yet, but he will be excited. Diehard Bulls fan. Love the Bulls in the 90s. So, you know, it's always good to throw it back and, and get back out to the United Center.
0: Well, that does beg the question. Does he not watch every show because he's a Bulls fan or is he just too busy or... Is oh. you, or maybe my parents are weird because my parents watch every every episode. They Thank really? You, Mom, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No,
1: I also, so, like, throughout my career, like, I've just been on TV podcast programs so much. Like, they don't watch, you know what I mean? Like, they don't watch every game. They didn't watch, like, when I worked at Cron, I'm on five days. A, like, they aren't watching, sitting around watching five days a week. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love, well, it just and you're also way more active in the media scene than I am, so that, that the, what what you just said could be the reason why. But regardless, uh, Kylan's dad, if you're watching, happy early birthday, uh, and have fun. And Kylan, if you're, I'm, te- I'm
1: telling him not to watch this episode now because it'll be a giveaway.
0: <laughs> well, whatever whatever you're doing for tickets, download the Game Time app, create that account, and again use the code Locked On NBA for twenty dollars. Off your first purchase.
1: You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, Kylan and I are back at it tomorrow night. Warriors Celtics postgame, a rematch of the 2022 NBA Finals. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms at Kylan Mills. Uh, So, so Kaminga and Moses Moody on the season, um, their minutes are not where I certainly like, you know, it sounds like you're not happy with the minute distribution either on the season. Jonathan Kaminga is averaging 20.6 minutes per game. That is less than what he averaged last year, which was 20.8. And then Moses Moody is averaging just 18.8 minutes per game. As you mentioned, it's been awfully tough to see him crack that 20 minute mark. I don't understand this. It doesn't make sense. These two are quite possibly the future of the organization. You can see Kaminga's frustration at times. A source close to Kaminga told me a couple of weeks ago um, when he was briefly taken out of the rotation. I don't know if you folks have forgotten about that for a moment there. He just was out of the rotation. And then in that clip, I think it was a Clippers game where Kerr decided to bring him in late third quarter. And, and now we see Kaminga all the time again because. Coming had a great game. The point is, it's frustrating me to no end. I also feel for these kids because they're both young, they're both 21 years old, and this cannot be having a positive impact on them in terms of confidence and developing their game. I legitimately feel sorry for these two. Like, like they're doing everything they can and they're being rewarded for that with watching older players, some of whom are on the decline, get more minutes than them. What are your thoughts on this whole fiasco?
1: I mean. I support a lot of people who are suggesting they hope that the two of them get traded so that they get a real opportunity elsewhere and it's sad to say mm-hmm. but I don't think the way that they've been utilized has been fair to them this season. I felt the same way last season like how much longer can this go on? I just feel like what do these third third year guys need to do to get their fair shake at playing time when they're both playing well? I think Moses Moody made a huge jump from last year to this year. Last yeah. year, he wasn't utilized. <clears throat> Excuse me. He had all these DMPs. And then all of a sudden, he gets put in the rotation in the playoffs and he performs well, which to me is evidence that he was ready to be playing all season. And there really was no reason for Steve Kerr to not play him. And I felt. Now, Jonathan Kaminga struggled last year during the playoffs, so he's not necessarily the case study in that situation. But I do feel like there were lots of times where Jonathan Kaminga needed the opportunity to play through some mistakes and to develop, and he wasn't given that. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like this season, neither of them are being given the minutes they deserve. How are they going to reach their full potential when they don't have the opportunity to play more? And with the way the roster is constructed now, you've got Draymond Green who's hurt. Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson struggling like this is a golden opportunity for both of those guys to be getting more significant playing time. And it hasn't happened. Uh, Even last night's game, Moses Moody, 18 minutes is better, better than when he's played 10 or 12. But still, you've got Brandon Pajemski, who's a rookie, and he's playing 30 plus a night all of a sudden. It just it Mm -hmm. doesn't really add up to me. But I think that J.K. and Moody deserve better.
0: I agree. And if and, if and if a trade is what's needed to be done, so be it. But just don't let these two have their not never mind just their the impact negatively you're having on their psyche. Um, you know, th- if you continue tr- playing them like this, their value is going to diminish as well. Career. I mean yep. trade do like something. feel bad. You feel Agreed. bad. What do you think? What why do you think Kurt like like curse had one good year in the last five years, and that was 2021, 2022 when they won the championship. In that season, there was no Brad Wanamaker for him to give too many minutes to. There was no Ty Jerome. There was, no, I mean, this year fortunately the, the point guards are good, right? So at least he's giving minutes to point guards that have talent. Referring to Chris Paul and, and Brandon Pajemski, but in 2022, outside of Stephen Curry, your point guard was a your point guards were a two way player named Chris Chioza, who we didn't see that much. Uh, he mostly was playing spot minutes, fill in minutes. And then we had Draymond Green, who once upon a time used to be a high usage, a ball handler offensively. He used to be a a, a very traditional point guard, and we don't even see that anymore. And something changed. Like like I, I keep looking back to that 2022 year and, and as an example of of why you don't need a a lot of playing minutes for a traditional point guard out there. It's not necessary. They want a title. With that, with Stephen Curry and Draymond Green being your primary ball handlers, what do you think's changed, or what are your thoughts on on just this this odd shift in philosophy? Uh,
1: it doesn't make sense, uh, honestly, Cyrus. What are my thoughts? Yeah. Like, I just think a lot of the things that Steve Kerr has done the last two three seasons I mean I guess we can't really complain as much when they won a championship but last season and this season there just have been so many decisions that are head scratchers um you know just looking back (laughs) yeah I I don't want to get too much into the Ty Jerome things I know people like to to get on you in the comments side Jerome but but Anthony Lamb and side Jerome it didn't make any (laughs) sense to me this season now it's Brandon Pajemski who is suddenly like burst into the rotation. And again, I like him. I don't hate it. Moses Moody, meanwhile, like can't do anything to save his life to, to play more than 20 minutes. <laughs> there's just, there's a lot of things that that Steve Kerr has done the last two seasons that don't make sense to me. Uh You know, I do think that this team though could be good if they figured out the rotations, mm-hmm. if Andrew Wiggins plays the way that he did last night, Clay Thompson may not be the Clay Thompson of the past, but I actually think this team has the talent that they even, if they even get like a 80% Clay Thompson consistently, that this team could still be contenders. I actually do believe that. The more I think about it, the more I believe that. I feel I very agree. encouraged by the promise of the young players, Moody, Kaminga, Pajemski, Trace Jackson Davis. I think they're all great additions. And we also have to keep in mind, Gary Payton II hasn't been healthy. Their best perimeter on ball defender I still think this team has a lot of potential, but I do think the rotations and poor decision-making by Steve Kerr has majorly impacted and led to the record that we're seeing right now.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Um, Any final thoughts as we wrap up the show? Uh we, Again, we'll be back at this tomorrow night. They play the Celtics a uh, real fast uh, while well, we have just a second. I want to give some, uh let people know. If they want to learn about sports journalism, I'm teaching a class at Cuesta College in San Luis Obispo. Uh, the course number is J-O-U-R 203. Register for that. And you could even do some work with this program. It's a class where I'm going to be teaching sports journalism. And you can also take on an internship type role with this program. True story. Um, we'll even give you some, some airtime once you uh, get some practice. So just I uh, just want to give a, a quick plug there again. It's Cuesta College, San Luis Obispo, register for Journalism 203A. And uh, and again, you'll get some hands on instruction on how to awesome. be a, a sports journalist. And you can even be a help out Kylan and I on this program. Any final thoughts, Kylan?
1: No, I think that's amazing. Cyrus, I am going to sit in on one of your classes this season. I want to log in. Can I be a guest speaker? Because uh, I want yes. to see you in action teaching. Cy, for all of those at home, has been working very hard, grading papers, molding the young minds and future journalists of this world. So kudos to you, Cy. And Thank you. I'm excited. You guys should sign up for that class.
0: Absolutely. Um, and quick strike. I don't think any anybody was... Uh, is. I, I don't think people were hating on Clay. He just had a very bad start to the year i mean you know there's no hiding that so um i mean the numbers
1: the numbers say it you know what i mean like yeah worst numbers of his career like i don't think anyone is trying to hate on clay i'm not no
0: no and and i'm personally really happy to see his shots starting to fall again Mm -hmm. um the wiggins thing i'm much more skeptical about just because the last night was not the first good game of his he's had a few this year um, his net rating was still the negative. His defense, I'm still a little suspicious of. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'd rather see Kaminga than Wiggins, but um, yeah, Clay's is, is doing a marvelous job. Kylin, this is always fun. Any final thoughts?
1: Nope.
0: All right. And you and I were—I uh, don't think we were uh, at That's all ignorant ignorant tonight. That's one of our—it's
1: ignorant. You're being ignorant.
0: Ignorance tonight, folks. I think I think we were on it. So all right, Kylin, love you. Love everyone else. And again, we'll see you tomorrow night. Uh, Warriors and Celtics, a rematch of the 2022 NBA Finals.
1: Bye-bye. You stay classy, San Francisco. (laughs) I've been waiting to use that.